We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. Coming at you Monday night after the Timberwolves beat the Boston Celtics 108 to 103. If you missed tonight's game, uh, you actually missed a, a pretty fun one. But uh, I do understand the uh, the impulse to skip this game or any NBA game right now. The Wolves tonight were without their entire starting lineup. No cat. No Vanderbilt, no Edwards, no Beverly, no D'Lo. Also, no Torian Prince off the bench, no Nas Reed, no McKinley Wright. All of those guys were in the health and safety protocols. Patrick Beverly is clear, but he was still in a ramp-up sort of thing. So anyways, you're without all those guys. That left the Wolves starting Nathan Knight at center, started Jaden McDaniels, Josh Okogie, Malik Beasley, and Jordan McLaughlin. But arguably the two best Timberwolves tonight came off the bench for the Wolves. Jalen Noel had 29 points, six rebounds, and three assists. He made six of his nine three-point attempts. And then the other, like, seriously out-of-nowhere stud of the game was Greg Monroe, who is on the Timberwolves. He signed a 10-day contract a few hours before tonight's game and ended up playing 25 minutes. Monroe had 11 points, nine boards, and six assists. It was... Monroe, he hadn't played in the NBA in two and a half years, uh, but somehow that wasn't even like the craziest part of all this. Monroe's day getting to Minnesota today sounded absolutely insane. Um, I'll let him describe here his journey to uh, to Minnesota to, to sign a 10-day and play for the Wolves tonight. Uh, just wanted to talk about your timeline of the day and just how you were able to step in here tonight just hours before tip-off. Um, well. Woke up at about 4 a.m. Um, first flight was canceled. <laughs> so then I had to, uh, it was, the next one wasn't too far away, though. So I, I, I left D.C. about 7 a.m. roughly. Uh, I had to connect to Chicago. Got here uh, around 11. Had a COVID testing. Got a chance to rest. Came to the gym around 4. I've been here. Been a long day, but I'm happy we got some sure. Somehow, Greg Monroe is still only 31 years old. He did last play in the NBA in 2019. He was on that 
uh, 76ers playoff team that lost to Kawhi and the Raptors on that crazy bounce, bounce, bounce shot. Uh, since then, Greg Monroe has played in Germany, uh, where he was in the Euro League, and then the next year he went to Russia, where he was on the same team as Alexei Shved, who some of you probably know. And then this season, uh, Monroe's been playing with the Washington Wizards G League team, and I do think, particularly that, well, I guess all of that is important to note because it makes it a little bit less surprising that Monroe was able to, you know, come out of nowhere after not being in the league for two and a half years and come into a game and look competent, which he did. Uh, Monroe has not just been sitting at home since he last played in the league, played overseas, like I said. And in his postgame press conference, you know, he he noted that he's been on a full season schedule in the G League, like he's in shape. And that's what makes it make sense that he was able to give a legitimate 25 minutes. And I don't think he looked gassed because the Wolves really needed it. They needed those 25 minutes from Monroe. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's bizarre as I'm sure most of you thought when you saw Greg Monroe's name pop up on your phone, that he was signing with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I thought it was a bit bizarre just that the Wolves would be signing a center. Um, obviously like any size kind of makes some sense for this Wolves team, but given how and where they were decimated, I was kind of like, well, you know, they've already signed Chris Silva to a 10 day contract. Silva knows the system. He's with the Wolves G league team. He was there in training camp. They also have Nathan Knight. They have Nas Reed. Like we knew cat was out, but I was like, that kind of doesn't make sense to sign a fourth center, but then Nas Reed tests positive for COVID. And I think this all began you know, to make a little bit more sense. But it made a lot of sense once you started watching Monroe play and saw what his offensive skill set is still. You know, we always talk about how like Nas is a, a poor man's cat, right? Like he can he can at least space out the, the perimeter and and take threes like Cat can kind of has a you know a post-up game to some degree too. And you wouldn't confuse Greg Monroe as having that skill set. Monroe just doesn't shoot it like Cat or Nas does, but he is. Monroe is clearly much more of an offensive player than Chris Silva is, who would have been the other option here. And with Monroe, you might not be able to give it to him beyond the arc, but like you can with Cat, but you can post Monroe up. You can use him at the elbow. And in ways, that is very similar to how they do use Cat. And in the game, Monroe, he approximated that. He, he had those 11 points, but his real value was just kind of as a hub at the elbow and they they just entered it to Monroe there and he kind of squared up and he, you know, he, I jokingly compared him to Nikola Jokic uh, on Twitter during the game because Monroe was just kind of finding cutters and passing there. And, you know, I, I think that made sense given the group of players that Monroe was going to play with tonight. You know, you're out there with Jaden McDaniels, a cutter, Josh Okogi, who can cut Jake Lehman, who's a cutter. And he found those guys pretty consistently throughout the game. You know, Moreau might not have like familiarity with these specific teammates, but I think his teammates do have familiarity or experience playing with a player like Monroe in that spot. That's how they've used Cat a lot recently. So I do think in hindsight, as this has all played out, it the Monroe signing does make some sense. And with more hindsight, it, it certainly worked tonight. I don't think the Wolves win this game without Greg Monroe. Speaking of 
teammates knowing each other, it, it was funny to hear Monroe's response post game when he was asked if he does know all of his teammates' names. You know your teammates' names yet? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> These guys, I mean, it's a couple of them I had to, you know. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Jalen Noel played awesome tonight. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> you know, but everybody else. It's more than the first time I won't say who it is. <laughs> but everybody else has been in the league for a few, yeah. so I got a chance to play against them. So I know these guys. But, man, well, hell of a game, man. I think he played awesome. You know, but that was my first time seeing him, you know. So, I mean, I, like, I, like I told you, I, was, I said the game is the same. The people change. So, you know, that's a nice a guy taking a young guy, taking advantage of the opportunity. You know, I know he's been putting in work. I talked to uh, Pat Bell for a little bit, so he's been working. Got a lot of game tonight. He's able to show. Pat Bell's still the same, huh? Oh, yeah, he ain't going to change. <laughs> <laughs> that won't change. I'll take it that right now. Jalen Noel did have an awesome night tonight. Um, if they might not have won without Monroe tonight, they certainly would not have won the game if they didn't have Jalen Noel. Again, Noel had 29 points, made six of his nine three-point attempts, had six boards, three assists. I've been saying for a little while now, and I've gotten some pushback. I mean, I he Jalen Noel is a poor man's aunt. I see people saying all the time that Jalen Noel is a poor man's Malik Beasley. They want him to fit in that role. Or some people say that Noel is more like D'Angelo Russell because he can pull up from mid-range. But what I've been saying, and I think tonight provided some evidence, is that Jalen Noel, Noel is a poor man's Anthony Edwards. I think the pushback to that is, you know, Ant is such a unique athlete. He, and that Noel or anyone isn't really comparable, you know, to that extent. And that's fair, right? Like, no one is the athlete that Ant is. But Jalen Noel is an explosive athlete, too. This isn't the first time we've seen Noel have a massive dunk. He's got pop when he goes to the basket. You saw that tonight. But he also has Ant's ability to pull up. He has some of those playmaking chops that Ant shows sometimes. And most similarly is he can really create a shot for himself independently at all three levels. That's very similar to Ant. I'm, of course, not bringing this up to suggest that Noel is some sort of replacement for Edwards. But I do think I do think this provides a good lens to look at Noel through going forward. I mean, Noel is just never going to be the pure point guard that D'Lo is. That's not his game. And he's also not going to be the pure spot-up guy in the perimeter that Beasley is. I mean, D'Lo and Beasley have their warts too, but D'Lo is a legitimate NBA point guard who can run an offense. And Beasley, even though he's not shooting it at a really high clip this year, is a legitimate high-volume three-point specialist. Noel isn't either of those things. He's a creator. He's a shot maker, and he's a microwave scorer. That, that archetype, that is Anthony Edwards. And I'm just really interested to see how Chris Finch tries to effectively tap into that once not only Anthony Edwards but the rest of this roster begins to make the return from COVID. Let's take a quick break here and then come back with some other observations from tonight's win. Today's show was brought to you by TickPick. Minnesota Timberwolves basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Wolves tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NBA tickets. If you can find better prices for the same seats on any other ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick.com slash Dane Moore. 
my name, all one word, no spaces today to save $10 on your first order of Wolves tickets. I heard from a handful of fans who used TickPick to purchase their tickets to the Wolves opener after hearing about it on the pod, and they found the experience to be both easier and more affordable than previous ticket sites they had been using. The Wolves do play seven of their first eight games at Target Center, and TickPick has you covered for all of those games. It was a blast to see fans at the opener matching the Wolves' energy on the floor on Wednesday night, and I look forward to more of that to come. Again, visit TickPick.com slash Moore. My name, all one word, no spaces today, to save $10 on your first order of Wolves tickets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, we are back discussing the Wolves' five-point win over the Celtics on Monday night. Um, all the wins count the same. Tonight's counts just as much as Game 82 will. But I think more lasting than just one win, the, the lasting question I, from tonight's game pertains to the players who played in the game, right? As, as we were just talking about with Jalen Noel, finding him the right slot in the rotation is what will make his impact sustain and accrue more wins over the course of the season. You know, it's only been one Greg Monroe game, but maybe with some more games like that, maybe they'll find a roster spot for him and some space below the luxury tax. You know, maybe we can have that conversation down the road too. But as far as other players who play in this game that are already rostered, the Nathan Knight question is pretty similar to the Jalen Noel question. You know, how can Chris Finch use Knight's skill set in a le- legitimate rotation slot going forward. I kind of you know buried this a little bit, but Knight was pretty terrific tonight as well. He had 20 points, 11 boards, 4 assists, and he had 2 made 3s. And I think a lot of Knight's long-term fit on this team is about that last number, 2 made 3s. Knight took 2 threes tonight, and he made both of them. I think a question with Knight in the rotation going forward is about whether or not his shot is something that can be relied upon. I don't think many people have given Knight's shot much of a shot. You you take one look at Knight's numbers from last year in Atlanta, and you see he shot 18% from three, and you just kind of figure he's a non-shooter. 
Well, you know, context is important there. Like one wasn't a big sample. Knight only took 33 total threes last season. Yes, he only made six of those, but it's a it's a 33 shot sample size. Like, is that worth drawing a conclusion on his shooting merit? I mean, think about it. Like Knight was a rookie last year in Atlanta. The majority of his minutes were garbage minutes. Plus, he's a rookie. He's just got to be nervous. How many of those 33 three-point attempts he took last year are even really relevant? If you go to Cleaning the Glass, who filters out garbage time, I mean, it, it says there that 14 of his 33 threes last year came in garbage time. I just think we should draw conclusions about Knight's jumper by what it looks like in practice and in open gym settings. It's not the perfect way. You'd love it if you saw a sample size of 200 threes and you could draw some sort of conclusion off of that, but we don't have that. The best of what we have to determine whether Knight can shoot is just by watching him. And that's, that's one thing that stood out to me all year, just watching Knight shoot in practice back in training camp even, that he looks like he has a legitimate stroke. He does not look like an 18% three-point shooter. And again, this is all relevant because we have learned this year how important it is to surround Cap with shooting in the front court. I mean, for Jared Vanderbilt to have a positive impact this season, he's needed to be great at almost everything other than shooting, just because the lack of spacing he provides does hurt and has hurt Cat's offensive game. And when I think about Nathan Knight next to Cat, I think about the possibility of having some of the things that Vanderbilt does well. There's some overlap in Vanderbilt Knight's game, plus the possibility of being able to space the floor around Cat. Like, that would be huge. And I'm not saying this is necessarily to replace Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has earned that job and that role, and he's power forward on this team. But I'm talking about in addition to Vanderbilt. I mean, other guys on the team have played power forward this season, and that's the question. Could Knight take those minutes? Jane McDaniels has played 59% of his minutes at power forward this year. Torian Prince has played 54% of his minutes at power forward this year. Josh Okogie, 27% of his minutes at power forward. The question is, could Knight take those minutes? and slide McDaniels or Prince or Kogi to the three more often. It wouldn't be Knight necessarily taking McDaniels' minutes. It would be more like Knight taking Bomaro or McLaughlin's minutes because there would be a whole shift down the entire roster. This way, you know, Kat and Nas and Bando are still playing their complement of minutes. Knight would just be playing alongside them. And I'm not even saying that Knight's three-point shot is necessarily a huge part of his game, but I do think that shot being a threat really opens up this possibility we're talking about. And two for two tonight from deep from night, I think hints at that possibility. And then of course, there's also just the, the possibility of potentially playing over Nas some, or even over Vando situationally, if that spacing is a real problem. It is just beginning to feel like Nathan Knight, similar to Jalen Noel is now beginning to earn a case to have some real burn in this rotation on a nightly basis. Finch just will need to get a little creative with it. And I think that jump shot, the potential of that jump shot makes that creativity a little bit more possible. Here's Finch after the game talking about Knight's impact tonight, his role thus far this season and his role going forward. Nate Knight gets his first career start. I yeah. mean, to give you 20 and 11 yeah. and, you know, playing both of them together. Right. I mean, how 
just to, for him to be able to adapt to that as well. Like, yeah. what did you think of the effort that he gave? I mean, he's he was phenomenal. I thought, you know, just he's fearless. I love how he is rugged, attacks the rim, does a lot of great things for us. Um, you know, he's got the ability to step out and make a three, plays well with the catch. He, he's really, really a good basketball player, and we've known that. Uh, for our whole season is trying to get us get them in, you know, find opportunities to get them in and presenting themselves now. Um, and defensively, you know, he can guard pretty well. Like he takes the challenge of guarding whatever matchups in front of him. So you can do different things with him. Nathan Knight, Greg Monroe, and Jalen Noel all were stars of this game, but their impact more so popped. So for tonight's Forgotten Star of the Game, presented by Forgotten Star Brewery, uh, I want to highlight Jordan McLaughlin. J-Mac's uh, box score does not pop. He was only one of nine from the field tonight. But I think that does undersell his impact on this game. You look a little bit deeper into the box score, and you'll see that McLaughlin had a better plus-minus in the game than Knight or Monroe or Noel. McLaughlin was a team-best plus-15 in his 32 minutes tonight. Again, McLaughlin started. And I just think a lot of that, a lot of that plus-15, and what McLaughlin was able to do is about the power we are seeing this season in legitimate point guard play that it has on the Wolves lineups. They need an organizer and they need creation. I'm not saying McLaughlin is anything necessarily special, but his ability to control the pace and also put pressure on the defense with his ability to penetrate, that is what so clearly distinguishes him from Bomaro. It's Noteworthy, I think, that J-Mac played 32 minutes tonight and Bomaro was just a healthy DMP. There will be less of a need for that creation and that point guard play when D'Lo and Pat Bev and Ant are back. But those guys are going to miss time sporadically over the course of the year. And I really do feel that any game that D'Angelo Russell or Patrick Beverly miss going forward pretty much requires McLaughlin to play because they need that point guard play. And, you know, they need that point guard play. I'll take a performance like this from McLaughlin, even if he's not shooting great, whenever, you know, that availability is there with D'Lo or Pat Bev out of the lineup. So Jordan McLaughlin is tonight's forgotten star of the game. You've all heard me talk a lot about forgotten star during the year. They're a brewery located in Fridley. We were supposed to do the live show there uh, before Christmas. We had to postpone it once I tested positive with COVID, but we'll make up for that some point here in the spring and in the meantime uh, if you are looking for a brewery i would recommend checking out forgotten star if you haven't gotten out there yet all right we will wrap on my prize picks here uh just as another way to kind of talk about a couple other notes from the game i made four prize picks picks tonight and went three and one on those picks uh my first pick is a good way to talk about malik's impact on the game tonight or lack thereof uh, Beasley's over-under on points tonight rocketed up to 22.5 with all of these COVID absence, absences. He was also coming off of a 33-point game, and I think the odds makers were kind of assuming uh, you know, more of the same. I just thought that was too high because, to me, it kind of suggested that Beasley would step into the role that you know he had last season. A year ago, Beasley averaged 21.5 points per game and shot 40% from three on nearly nine three-point attempts per game. Those numbers would suggest that he should have easily gotten 20-plus tonight. But Beasley is just not the same player he was a season ago. 
we're now 33 games into his season. And, you know, after he shot three of 10 from deep tonight and only scored 15 points, like Beasley's only averaging 12 and a half points per game this year. And he's shooting 34 and a half percent from three. It's just not what it was a year ago. And for the sake of these prize picks, that caused that caused this under to hit tonight. I also took two overs on Jaden McDaniels over 13 points and over six and a half rebounds. My hunch going into the game was that McDaniels would kind of be the one in the starting lineup who saw the real usage spike tonight, right? Like summer league McDaniels. Uh, in terms of scoring, it was there. McDaniels did have 17 points. So he hit that one, only had five rebounds. So I missed the over on six and a half boards for him. But it was a decent McDaniels game. Um, you know, bits and pieces of the of the summer league uh, version of McDaniels that we saw. My final pick of the night was over six rebounds for Jalen Brown against a depleted Wolves roster. This just felt like a game that Brown was going to be able to to stuff the staff sheet, stuff the stat sheet. Um, but his over under on points was just so high. It was 28 that I skipped that one. Brown finished with 26 points, but he did pull in 10 rebounds against the Wolves. So we hit the over on that one. Overall, that's three and one on the night for me. Uh, somehow I've actually been getting more of these right during these bizarro COVID games that have been happening. That three and one tonight gets me up to 63, 57 and four on the season. A little small little chunk there over 500. If you are also seeing some stop, some soft spots in some of these lines that they're setting and haven't yet tried out prize picks, give it a shot. Uh, if you download the Prize Picks app and create a new account, Prize Picks will give you a $100 bonus if you, you use the promo code Dane when you sign up. It's my name. Plenty of NBA games here every night coming up, Wolves or otherwise. You can try out Prize Picks for tomorrow's Wolves Knicks game if you want to get started. Again, promo code Dane when you sign up. The Wolves do play the Knicks Tuesday night. I'm not sure how many Wolves players will be making their return. These protocols are constantly changing and a bit confusing. It could be the return of Anthony Edwards if he is testing negative. Um, it certainly will be the return of Patrick Beverly. Beverly did clear COVID protocols for tonight's game. He just was still ramping up, they said. So I think they just didn't want to play him in this back-to-back -back Monday and Tuesday. So Beverly, be Beverly will be back tomorrow. Uh, and then slowly, more and more Wolves will trickle back into the lineup. And this roster decimation by COVID will eventually be a thing of the past. Keep your eyes peeled on my Twitter, or other Wolves Twitter um, accounts. We'll, we'll let you know if if Edwards or whoever on the Wolves are back to play Tuesday against Tibbs and the Knicks. Um, I do think it's possible that we, we see some guys return for that game. Otherwise, the next game isn't until Friday against Utah, so we'll certainly have some guys back for that game. One day at a time, one game at a time, in this game tonight, the Wolves were able to survive, get the win. Tuesday will be in New York, and we'll go from there. Um, I won't be recording immediately after that Knicks game because I will be recording with Britt on Wednesday morning after the game. The next pod in your feed will be Britt and I on Wednesday afternoon. I hope you all enjoyed the holiday. Let's ramp back up. Let's do some more basketball here into 2022. I'll talk to you all on Wednesday with Britt. Until then, I'm Dane. Peace out. Feeling man, I hope it never stops, yeah Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah Hope you dancing like nobody else around, yeah
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.